Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday morning to you. Uh, I hope that you're having an awesome start to your day. It's a little cloudy here where I'm at today, but it's, it's a great day to kind of stay in and have an extra cup of coffee. All right, so let's get right down to it. So this morning, we are talking about the difference between individual and group coaching. So uh, I'm going to talk to you about some similarities, some differences, uh, the purpose, kind of why we do each one, um, timing, and then the why and the when. Okay, so um, honestly, this morning is kind of a, um, a free-for-all as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, I have some notes here, but, you know, sometimes when I do these calls, just to, to let you in on my process, I'll have a complete script. So a very well thought out, this is absolutely what I want to talk about. Sometimes when I come on, I just have an outline and I have, you know, some notes or thoughts for examples or stories that I want to share with you. And then there's other times when I just have this faint idea of what I really want to talk about. And it's not because I didn't plan or prepare and it's not because um, I don't know what to talk about. But honestly, it's because there's so much that I want to share with you that I haven't made up my mind yet. <laughs> and so in those moments, I really want to be open to uh, all kinds of possibilities that might come our way. So that's what's happening this morning. So I'm excited just to figure out what will kind of pop into my awareness as we start this process. All right, so let's talk about some similarities between coaching an individual person towards a goal or change and coaching a group of people. So this could be, you know, two plus people, right? So it, a group does not mean it's a big group. Um, typically, when I work with uh, group coaching, it's a, a team of some sort. So it could be a teaching team, or it could be um, a sales team at, at a business, or it could be a leadership team within an organization. Okay. So some things that remain the same, regardless of the number of people that you're working with, is, first of all, your method, your framework, your model that you're using. So, for example, we've talked about before the model that, that I use is called the to grow model. Uh, and if you'd like more information on that, I think, uh, I believe we have a call that was not too long ago uh, posted on our podcast, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life, that will go through that model. So regardless of whichever model or framework you choose to use, you'll use the same one with an individual or with a group of people. Okay. Um, another similarity is that it's goal oriented. So what does that mean? That means that when you're, you're with an individual or a group, the purpose for being there is to talk about how you're going to reach a goal or institute a change, start a program, a project, whatever you want to call it. There's a purpose for you being there. So, for example, uh, I don't know about you, but I've been to a lot of staff meetings in my time. And I remember when I was first starting out, I would go to meetings and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, 
this is a complete waste of my time. Ever been there before? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I love Patrick Lenzioni has a book. I'm actually staring at it right now. It's called Death by Meeting. And if you are in charge of, of staff meetings, please get that book. It will give you tons of tips. Okay. But the, the number one rule of having a meeting with anybody is that you have to actually have a purpose for doing it. Okay. Now I'm, I'm going to give you a couple tips and tools later on in the call that, that will help you. You know, if you, if you know that you're going to have a scheduled staff meeting and maybe you don't necessarily have something you're working on, I can give you some tips for that. Okay. Um, the, the next similarity, whether it's individual or a group is that it's all about their ideas and goals. So for example, as a leader, it's your job to have the vision of where we're all going, right? Um, let's say you're a coach and you're working with one individual. It's your job to hold that person's goal. So for example, when they come in and you're having your session and they say, I want to talk about this today and they get talking about that and maybe they get a little bit stuck, right? It's your job as the coach to hold their ultimate goal in mind and bring them back to that. Or when they're making their list of action items to ask them, how is this related to your goal? Okay. Uh, the same holds true when you're with a group. There's a tendency for leaders to come in with a group of staff and tell them what we're going to do. Or sometimes what I'll notice is that the leader comes in and says, remember, we're working on this. And maybe they'll ask questions. Maybe they'll elicit some response from their team. Uh, but until you really understand that it's their ideas and goals that you're working with, you're never going to get that momentum that you desire. Okay. Uh, I was working with a team not too long ago and they had asked me to come in and, and help them design their meetings so that they were actually getting the result that they wanted. And then also to kind of work out some kinks that they had in their meetings. And I observed this leader come in and she said, all right, guys, you know, these are the, the three things that we're working on right now. Um, so everybody kind of report what's the reality of the situation. And so each, each team lead would report and say, this is what's going on here. She said, awesome, amazing. And she said, okay, well, this is the next step in each one of these projects. And instead of taking that time to stand on a stage and show how wise she was and how many answers she had. She said, this is the next step we need to take. How do you want to get there? And I thought, how brilliant. Um, because it got them thinking and really involved and engaged in this process. And when they came up with the action items and the whole group agreed on the next step, they walked out of that meeting fully engaged in the process. And I knew that they were going to do what they said they were going to do. It's a, a simple shift in this awareness that when you come in as the boss and you tell people what to do, you hope that they do it, right? 
But when you can come in and you can get a group of people to think about what their ideas are in relation to the goals that you're working on, you can be guaranteed that when they walk out that door, they're going to get it done. Okay. The last similarity between coaching an individual and a group is really the process of development. Okay. The goal attainment process. And what you're really trying to get your participants to do is learn how to think. So, for example, when you use your, uh, your model or your framework, what you're trying to do over time is get the, your people used to, this is how we do this thinking thing. This is how we actually get to the goal we say we want. You want it so ingrained in them that they can do it without you. My goal when I'm working with an individual coaching client is that at some point they will fire me because that, that shows me that I've been successful in helping them think through and know this is the process of how you get to your goal. Okay. All right, some differences. There are very simple differences. Uh, let me just share a couple with you. First of all, I, I, I always get this word picture in my head. Um, working with an individual coaching client is like driving a race car. Okay. Um, a race car can, can start uh, and, and get up to speed very fast. Uh, a race car can turn directions quickly. It can stop quickly. Um, it usually has very good gas mileage and it can get to where you need to go. Okay. That's like working with one individual person. When you're working with a group, it's kind of like driving a big community bus. So if you've ever been in a very large city, I remember, gosh, I think it was LA. Uh, I was traveling around and, and just enjoying my time as a tourist. And one thing that really struck me was uh, there were these community buses and it looked like they took two and sometimes three buses and they connected them together with these, what it looked like were accordion rubber things. And ultimately what it was is that they could put three times the amount of people in these buses. And I thought, wow, how efficient. And then I began to really observe how they were moving. Well, let's think about that. Sure, you can get that many more people in your bus, right? And it takes a long time for them to get up to any sort of speed. And by the time that they do, it's time to stop again. It takes them a long time to stop. Now, they also do not turn very easily. It takes them a long time to turn. They don't change direction. They actually go in a set pattern. And they have to do that to keep everybody safe, to keep everybody on target, right? Everybody knows this is the stop. This is the next stop. This is the next stop. There's no deviating from that plan, right? This is how I think about group coaching, okay? Sometimes it can feel like this. 
So one thing I'd like to do is share with you just a few ways that you could possibly turn your group coaching that feels maybe very clunky and hard to move this group into more of a race car. Okay. So with individual coaching, you can go faster. Um, you can spend more time talking about those subconscious things, the feelings, the fear that's getting in the way from making that change. You can meet more often. So sometimes, depending on the client, uh, we meet weekly or, or sometimes we have to do twice a week. Okay. You can also get quicker results. Okay. When you're working with a group, it takes time. Uh, typically in a group coaching session, you're not really going down into the subconscious, although you might, uh, this can get really tricky unless you are comfortable with this. Um, we've talked before about having the meeting before the meeting. So if you have certain personalities that are resistant to change, uh, they're not, they're not being a jerk. This is just their personality. Okay. You want to make sure that you meet with them first and really talk to them about whatever change you're going to institute so they can get used to the idea. And perhaps when you're having that meeting before the meeting, you might want to talk about feelings or fear in relation to that change. Um, some people too, when you're, you're doing the group change, you might need to check in with them throughout the process a little more than others. You know, those people. Okay. Uh, it can be quick results once everyone knows how to do it. So this is where your model or your framework comes in that you want to be consistent with this over and over and over again so that everybody understands what the process is. Once you begin to do that, then you get momentum. Um, it's it's kind of like you wouldn't get on a, a, a bus to go, you know, six stops down and then get on the bus and realize, oh no, they changed all the stops, <laughs> right? That wouldn't be good. This is what I sometimes see with uh, you know, a, let's say a boss or a supervisor or manager who's leading a meeting and they don't have an agenda. Um, they don't have a clear purpose for having the meeting and they might come one week and we're talking about instituting a change. And the next week we come and they don't talk about that anymore, or they just assume that it's done. And maybe we're going on to like a team building exercise right? And then maybe two meetings down the road, they come back and say, hey, where's everybody on this? And everybody's going, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So consistency over time, it gives people that feeling of safety, that they're cared for, that they're on track or on target, and that what they're doing matters. Okay. So there's a couple different kinds of uh, general coaching for, for groups, okay? Um, so for example, one way that you can do it is what we consider a mastermind group. So you would pick a topic and you would come together as a group and that's you'd be studying that. So for example, I have um, many groups that I'm working with right now 
that are solely focused on leadership development. So when we come together, uh, I know that they had their regular staff meetings. Uh, one group I work with, they have a, a regular lead meeting every week. So every Monday afternoon, they're coming together and having this meeting. So the first and the third meetings of the month, they have their regular uh, let's get the work done kind of meetings. And then on week two and week four, I come in and I help lead them through this mastermind. So we are studying one of John Maxwell's leadership books. Actually, we're going right now through his latest book called Leadership. Uh, and I come in and, and we focus literally on what did you read in the book? How is this related to your current role? And what are you going to do now in the next two weeks because of what you read? Okay, so it is this uh, goal-based change initiative. And it's focused on only one topic. Okay. Uh, another type of group coaching is what I call project planning and implementation. So for example, I have um, an education institution right now that we're at the tail end. We began in January. And so it's been a three month process. They are designing and developing for the first time uh, a summer camp project. They received some, some funds and they wanted to go through and make a really cool um, project for school age children for the summer. Uh, they've never done it before. And they said, Michelle, can you come in and help? I said, absolutely. And so it was probably once every two to three weeks I was coming in, but they were meeting weekly. And we would go through everything from, you know, what, what are, what marketing materials are you going to use? Um, who's your target audience? How are you going to find them all the way through? Okay. Who's going to do the actual planning of, you know, the, each week has a different theme. Okay. Which staff are we going to do? Right. So all the nitty gritty things over time we worked on as a group, there was a team of 10 of us. And my job as the coach was to come in and just make sure that everything was moving along. Okay. Um, their job was to do all of the work. So it's the same process as that individual coaching where you're coming in and you're helping somebody, but they're doing all of the work. Now they're getting ready to roll this out actually this, this week. Uh, I'm very excited for them. It's going to be a really cool project. Uh, I anticipate that, that later on in the summer, I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about, okay, what did you learn? What worked? What didn't? Um, what did you try that, that didn't work? Um, what would you like to do next? Right? So having that debrief moment as well. So that's a specific type of group coaching that's just on a limited basis. Okay. Now the last type of group coaching I want to talk about is, is the regular staff meetings. Okay. So again, I know some people kind of popped in here a little bit later. I'm, I'm referencing a book this morning by Patrick Lencioni. 
Um, if you don't know Patrick Lencioni's work, I would highly recommend that you plug into his. He's got some excellent um, books out there. And one thing I love about Patrick is that, um, number one, if you've, if you've never seen him in person, look him up. Uh, he's, he's a funny guy. He's really engaging to listen to. His books, though, are written a little bit differently. Most of his books, what he does is in the beginning of the book, he'll have uh, what he calls a fable or a story. And then the second part of the book really outlines the, the topics or the hints or the points that he's trying to get across. So he uses all kinds of different um, fields, industries, and it's really neat to listen to or to or to read because you can see it and that story form, which makes it easier for you to remember the points. Uh, but the book that I'm referencing is his Death by Meeting. Okay. So one of the biggest tips on having staff meetings, especially if you're going to have regular staff meetings, is you still must have a purpose. Your purpose is not because you're supposed to have a staff meeting. <laughs> if you find that there's actually nothing for you to do in your staff meeting, first of all, cancel the meeting. Because if you don't have anything, you shouldn't be having the meeting. However, I really want you to examine why don't you have something for this meeting? Um, so, you know, the, I just referenced this team I've been working with for the past three months and at, they know every time they come, we have a purpose. We are working on this thing. We are getting this off the ground, right? However, I, I suspect that here in the next three months as they're, they're running their program, that they're going to have more times than not where they're going to come together and be tempted that, hey, we don't really have anything to do because, you know, we're, we're running the program. This is the time where you want to come together and share your learning. Okay, so it can be sharing learning from the current project you're working on. Or it can be, you know, maybe somebody went to a conference. Uh, I highly recommend to those of you who are leaders out there, if you send any of your people to a conference or some type of learning, that they have to report back what they learned. Okay. Uh, this is also a place to report any metrics that you have. So any continuous thing that you're doing. Uh, maybe it's enrollment or sales numbers or, you know, um, you're getting together a project and here's the number of volunteers we have. Whatever it might be, you can report out on what is happening. Also, just brainstorming ideas, right? So at the very least, if you don't have, you know, sharing your learning or reporting out metrics or this is what's happening, brainstorming ideas of what's, where are we going? What's the next thing we want to do? Uh, the group that I've been working with on this project, I came in and had a brainstorming session with them in December. And out of that session, they came up with the idea to do a summer project and they found the grants to do it. And voila, you've got your, your new project. Okay. Lots of times groups do not stop and kind of pick their head up from the work that they're currently doing 
and think about the future. And if we could do anything, what could it possibly be? Okay. So sometimes it's a little easier to do that brainstorming and what I call the crazy or silly ideas with an individual. But not many people do it with a group. There's this notion that when I'm sitting with my team, we have to be getting the work done. However, not a lot of leaders take that time to stop and think and dream together. Okay, I I hope that this has been helpful for you this morning. Um, As you're going through this week for your homework, I really just want you to notice. (laughs) So let's say you're working with an individual. I want you to just notice if you were to kind of put a number one to 10 on the speed of working with this person, one being snail's pace and 10 being race car, what would the, what would the number be and why? Um, let's say you're going to a meeting and maybe you're planning the meeting. You're the leader and you're planning the meeting. Think about the speed of your group. And what are the things that you are currently doing in your group? And would you like to try any of the things that I suggested on this call? Okay, just just notice. And maybe you're not the leader, and maybe you're not the one planning the meeting, but you still have to attend the meeting, right? So rather than maybe getting uh, a little upset or bitter (laughs) that your meeting is not what you want it to be, start noticing as you're going to the meeting, where are some areas that the leader might be able to kind of up-level the meeting? Now, some of you, I know you, and you will be tempted to make a great list and give it to your leader. And if your leader is open to that, I highly suggest that. However, most leaders are not. And so here's a couple things. Number one, make your list because you never know when you're going to be the leader someday in charge of the meeting, right? And so really you're capturing your learning for the time when you come to to do this job. And number two, I would highly encourage you uh, to get them connected to my podcast. Just say, hey man, I've been listening to this podcast. This is great. Um, You know, you might want to check in on this call. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Okay. So for next week, our topic I have no idea. (laughs) Um, So I usually plan these calls uh, for a three or four month chunk of time. Uh, My process is I'll go through and I'll think about all the things I want to talk about and, and write them all out. And then I send them to my assistant and he gets all the social media things up and running for me. Uh, And I am to the point where I don't know what I want to talk about for next week. And so I really want to know what you want me to talk about. So in relation to coaching or to using coaching in leadership, I want to know what do you want me to talk about? So please uh, email me at Michelle. So that's Michelle with two L's at growby1.com. 
and tell me some coaching, you know, and maybe think about what are some issues or challenges that you have in your coaching or leadership, um, things that you just like me to focus more on. I would really, really appreciate that because I really want to talk about things that you guys would like to know about. All right, cool. I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, amazingly aware, persistently present, and confidently coaching the people in your personal and professional life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing week, and we'll touch base with you next week. All right. Bye-bye.